2: Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co host Nam Fan of Pacific Private Money and Ed Diaz of Movement Mortgage. Our phone number is the fans go wild. Our phone number is eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety. You're gonna use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five pack tanning certificate and uh during the weather the way it is, yeah. Uh, Could use it. Yeah, and and saying he doesn't need it, because he's he's got kind of a natural tan there. (laughs) Uh, During this show, and those certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon, who uh, has two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin, and I believe they've been voted best salon in uh, the Bay Area, I believe. Wow, nice. Uh, Today's trivia theme is Random Trivia. And uh, No, why don't you start off? You have got some a kind of, couple of interesting articles for us.
3: Yeah, I was just uh, reading through some articles this week. Uh, this one is uh, about millennial home buyers. It's interesting. More and more millennials and buyers in general actually are putting offers on properties and purchasing s- them sight unseen. When we, when although in this article, sight unseen means they didn't actually physically visit the property. Okay. Then you just take a dartboard and just throw it. And just right. Hits, yeah. <laughs> no, no. They no, send no. grandma. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one in three uh, homebuyers wow. um, put an offer without seeing the property. And uh, among millennials, that number is even higher. It's 41%. So. Now, we uh, were
2: talking about the fact that there are
3: websites, you know, that you do 3D tours and stuff. Yeah. So, and that's yeah. it. They're just more a growing acceptance of the fact that they're getting what they want in terms of evaluating the property from online sources okay. um, and increasingly some of the older generation gen x and maybe some baby boomers are starting to do the same but the yeah. technology out there to evaluate a property or not only the property but the neighborhood and the surrounding mm-hmm. area it's there and and there are review sites so yeah. people are writing uh, about the neighborhood uh, you're able to connect with neighborhoods. There's a lot of sites for that, like one being next door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to really get a sense or feel for for an area. Yeah, so, see how much crime goes on. That's what sort of Yeah.
4: Yeah, you're right. I mean, not only are you getting the actual physical where you can actually see the property, but you can get all kinds of metrics online. You can find out the history of the property. Oh. You can find out you know, the whole title and, and the deed history mm-hmm. and walking yeah. scores in San Francisco. I mean, you get everything, right? You said walking scores? Yeah, walking scores oh, in San like, Francisco. Like where you can Rock walk to. Yeah, so what yeah. proximity to oh, okay. infrastructure, like gotcha. restaurants and things.
2: Okay.
3: Right? So interesting thing, you know, I have to imagine from the perspective of a seller or a listing agent, you're just going to have less traffic coming through your property over time. Oh, so yeah. it's so you don't have uh, to have
2: as many open houses, yeah. So to speak.
3: Yeah, but the of, brokers' opens are still big, though. Yeah, for realtors evaluating yeah. property or the inventory that mm-hmm. they're going to be sharing with their buyers to try and better match up. Uh, you know, realtors are still a huge, huge and necessary part of the process. Yeah, uh, buyer's agent. But I think you're going to see over time, and this could be for another show. But just the role of realtors in a transaction, I think it's going to, especially on the purchase side. The other part of the article mm-hmm. too is that. Millennials are uh, feeling more bold about asking for and negotiating lower commissions, or, mm-hmm. or on the seller side. It like yeah, it. Uh, I see. It. You know, the, yeah. buyers don't pay the commission; uh, sellers do, but in indirectly they do yeah, through it's price in the price. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I see it
4: a lot, and I also think that because of technology, it's really changing realtors, especially whether they're going to embrace technology or not, that's going to dictate what their future yeah, in the career point. and in the business is going to be. Those who are embracing technology and know how to leverage that as an adjunct to their business mm-hmm. as opposed to an enemy are the ones who are thriving right now.
2: And, and as, as long as there's a lot of um, um, transactions, a lot of mm-hmm. these agents are still making uh, pretty good money. What, were you, what was the statistic you were telling me about San Francisco?
4: Yeah, so I found out that San Francisco within a year... Has swollen as far as the number of agents by a thousand. We went from four thousand to almost five thousand. Right, that's now. a wow, twenty-five percent
2: increase. A huge. Yeah, a lot yeah, of part-time. We're, we're, yeah, I was going to say a lot right? of part-time, probably, but still.
4: Yeah, these it's, are licensed people. Doesn't mean right that they're getting out of bed, but yeah. the number of licenses, and that's just kind of telling because we've all seen we've been in this business long enough to see that when times are good, everybody's an agent. You throw a dart, you hit an yeah. agent, right?
2: Yeah, that
3: that happened uh, back at two thousand three and four.
4: That's exactly yeah. right.
3: Yeah, and I, I would see – I could understand if somebody is going to sell their own home, they may – the barrier to entry to getting a license, passing the test, isn't too high. It's not too high. That's good and bad in some ways. But um, that might be an incentive for somebody to say, you know, I'm going to get my license, hang it, sell my own home or a friend's. Yeah, but you don't that's need a the license to sell your own home. no. No, but – uh, or it, for, for it might a friend, be for yeah. a friend. Yeah. yeah, you could do that and, and essentially make a pretty hefty commission. I mean, home prices these days are continuing to climb and climb, so those commission sure. dollars are there. Okay. So. Tell you what, guys, we're going to
2: uh, cut to a commercial break. Well, now, last week we had a special trivia co- uh, question uh, where the winner was going to get the uh, – let's see, what were they going to win? They were going to win um, a overnight stay to the – Lake Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa. That was our special um, uh, oh, kind cool. of kind of uh, trivia. We had a special trivia contest. We said it was a surprise, and that was a surprise. Uh, so let's give you a little plug for them. Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe where every room has a view of the lake and the mountains. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach with an outdoor heated pool, hot tub, uh, they're also by the lakeside, uh, and uh, they also have a spa inside. And let's see, they're open year-round. They're close to all the South Lake Tahoe summer and winter uh, activities. You can call them at 800-448-4577 or go to lakeshorelodge.com. So our trivia question was, what has increased in size about seven times in the past hundred years? And the answer was wine glasses. uh,
4: I was definitely thinking it's not the human brain. uh, Yeah, (laughs)
2: exactly. Yes. Um, Might be going the opposite direction. That was Mr. M uh, from Marin who actually won that. So congratulations to him. Uh, We're going to go to our first trivia contest uh, question here, which is, which British group recorded the song The House of the Rising Sun in 1964? Call 888-912-1190 if you're the first caller. With that answer, you're going to win a free five-pack tanning certificate. All right? So that's our trivia question. Uh, Don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing will be right back.
1: For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward
2: Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nom Fan and Ed Diaz. We stumped these guys here. The uh, first trivia question was, uh, which British group recorded the song The House of the Rising Sun in 1964? And the answer, Eric Burden and the Animals, remember? Whoa, there goodness. is a house yeah. in New Orleans they call the Rising Sun.
4: There you go. Oh. So it's not yeah. Justin Bieber is what you're saying? Is It
2: wasn't Justin Bieber, No. Okay, so now we have a couple of email questions that came in. Um, Ed, let's go with you first. One of them uh, that came in was, I'm hoping to pay off my $500,000 loan, and I'm currently in a 30-year loan. However, lately I've been getting offers to refinance into a 15-year loan, but I'm wondering if I should just keep uh, my current loan and make higher payments, You know, like paying the principal off earlier. Yeah. What are your What are the pros and cons of that?
4: So pros obviously is that you're going to pay it off quicker, right? but when you pay off the mortgage, also think that you think about the fact that you're going to also swear off and say bye bye to mortgage interest deduction, so you've got to look at that right what's All your tax right. tax bracket If you either know that you 're going to have a liquidity event or that you have a stockpile of money and it's not a big issue, then I think getting a fifteen year is great, otherwise, you can always add money to the principal and accelerate it. But one of the problems, and here's the the cons here, is that when you go into a 15-year, you lose what I call payment flexibility. Yeah. What does that mean? mean? If half something happens right. in your life, you are going to have to pay that double payment, right? Because you're paying yeah. it off in, in half the time. I personally don't like losing flexibility. i mm-hmm. rather that if I have a bonus at work or I get a better job or I get – a pay increase and throw that towards it yeah. and budget my way to paying it off in 15 years then being sure. forced and then something happens the transmission blows up I, something happens in your I, life I and guess you one lose. one question is is
2: what's the difference in the interest rates cuz usually yeah. it used to be that 15-year rates were at least a half a point better, but that, that was the old days. What, what are they now, the, the difference between them? No,
4: the difference is quite <laughs> sizable. It could be you know, up to a whole percentage point. Really? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it can, but here's the deal. So ask yourself the bigger picture, and here comes the financial advisor to me, right, or <laughs> I used to be. In the Bay Area, most people who can afford or are buying houses or have bought in the last few years are probably going to be high-income earners, which means your tax bracket is higher. When you get a lower rate, there goes your deductibility again. You just chopped the amount of money you are deducting in mortgage interest. So you got to look at the big picture.
2: Okay. And on the flip side of that, you always want to look at economics first and taxes second. So I would rather you know, – I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just trying to say that uh, to me, that's almost like saying I don't want to win the lottery because I don't want to pay the income tax on it. You see what I mean? So I, I would rather – Except
4: that's a windfall. This is a well, thing you that, own that, already. That, that's,
2: that's true. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if I can save – as long as I can afford the payments, and I, yeah. I, I don't totally agree with you about the flexibility part. Yeah. That's a part of the equation yeah. that someone has to think about. But all things being equal, you want to get the lowest rate possible.
4: Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no. Absolutely. And, and look, here's the other part too is that if you have uh, an advisor – and you cut that interest rate and now all of a sudden you have a little bit more flexibility in money, let's just say, yeah. well then there's an opportunity cost of that money. What are you doing with it? Right. Are you True. putting uh, it to work? That's
2: right. Let that me give you a point. prime right. example. Like right.
4: when, when I'm giving right. advice as to how much money to put as a down payment, I always say you want to put all your monies in the right buckets. So for mm-hmm. example, for every dollar that you put into a mortgage at, let's just say, 4%, yeah. well, don't put that money into a mortgage if you can get a 7% yield.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. that, yeah I see. I, no, yeah, I, see I, no, I totally agree. Put it yeah. in the fund. Put it in yeah, the fund. It, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Put it yeah, in yeah, your that's fund. Right, that's right. Right. Well, it's, it's like, uh, you know, and, and again, in the old days when I used to do some financial consulting, we'd have uh, people who would come to us and say, you know, they've got uh, $100,000 in the bank, but they've got credit cards they're paying 19% interest on. Right. And, right. and and they go, well, you know what? I want to invest this $100,000. I said, well, how would you like to have a 19% guaranteed, 100% guaranteed rate of return? Really? I'm interested. I said, pay off pay your off credit your card. Debt. Right. <laughs> yeah.
4: That's exactly right. <laughs> it's perspective, right?
2: That's right. Yeah. It's called arbitrage. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the, uh, thanks for uh, that advice. I appreciate that. And so does the audience. Yes. Okay, uh, Nam, let's see. We've got, uh, some, we got some time here. Okay, so there's a couple of questions that came in. The so uh, first one is, I own multiple rental properties and in consistently, uh, or, excuse me, constantly looking for new ones to acquire. However, I don't have the funds to act quickly enough to purchase a property that comes on the market. Can private lenders help me in this situation? And one thing this person didn't mention is a lot of times when you own multiple rental properties, a lot of banks won't want to lend. Right? There's, aren't there certain rules like that? If yeah, a
4: lot of them, if you're going to buy an investment property, they cut it off. This is traditional lending, of course, at four. We happen to cut it off at 10. Okay. But you're right. There's always a
3: limitation. Okay. Yeah, okay. so that's a good point. Um, so for that reason, that's one reason why uh, private lending can work. So the answer, short answer is yes, obviously, each circumstances um, we look at on an individual basis. But uh, we get those kinds of scenarios all the time where somebody finds a property that they, they want to act on quickly, and private money, uh, one of the main tenants is, is speed. It's the reason why we exist. So a lot of times we can look at um, collateral or equity they have in some of the other properties that they own okay. and do what's called a cross-collateralized loan. Yeah. And we can, uh, especially we have a lot of repeat borrowers who are investors. And uh, we look at the overall situation, but if you're a repeat borrower, we can act even faster. But generally speaking... Compared to a bank, uh, that we have the flexibility to cross collateralize and just be able to decision very quickly. So the answer is yes. Uh, talk to a private lender. Hopefully it's us. Um, share the scenario. We'll, we'll look at uh, the the entire situation, and oftentimes we can provide the funding to act quickly and make that purchase.
2: Okay. And
3: uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know any banks that can really do cross collateralization. Yeah, that's the other part too. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. is most banks don't. They um, won't. Yeah. And that's the other kind of loan we get, not necessarily from investors, but from people who, as an example, have a home to sell. Uh, that's something we share all the time. You have a home to sell. It's on the market. You find a property that you want to purchase. Uh, most banks, or banks won't lend on two properties at the same time. Yeah. And uh, because of timing, you can't use the proceeds from the sale towards a down payment on, on the home that you're looking to purchase. Come to us. Okay. Uh, we can cross-collateralize And them.
2: And when you say us, go ahead
3: and tell who yeah. us is. Yeah, come to Pacific Private Money. Okay. Uh, you can call us at 415-883-2150. Uh, web address is www.pacificprivatemoney.com.
2: Okay. And your company really doesn't compete with Ed's company, which is?
4: Movement Mortgage. Mortgage. Not at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, talk about synergies. Yeah. This is one of them. Yeah, okay. I actually love working with you guys.
2: Okay, yeah, because the interesting thing is, uh, both companies you know help in, in you know investors or or per, for personal residences loans, but I guess the the first line of defense really is to go to Ed for movement mortgage because you can provide much better rates than the private lenders can, but sometimes you. They run into – you could run into brick walls just because of the nature of the uh, – well, guidelines,
4: business. right? Rules. Right. We can't do them. We It doesn't fit in our proverbial box. And so that you guys offer that solution.
2: And how do people get a hold of you? Well,
4: you can email me, ed. Diaz at movement.com. And Diaz is with a Z. Or you can call me on my cell anytime, 415-302-7613. All
2: right. Very good. Second trivia question coming up. What is the only American state – with its official song taken from a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical. All right? Kind of an interesting one there. All right. Call 888-912-1190 and uh, be the first one to call with the correct answer, and you'll win that five-pack tanning certificate. Don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing will be right back.
1: For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown.
2: Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Nom Fan and Ed Diaz. Okay, so second trivia question was, what is the only American state with its official song taken from a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical?
4: Georgia. It has to be
2: Louisiana. (laughs) (laughs) How about... oh? Oklahoma, where the wind comes uh, sweeping oh, down the plain. Robinson it, Of course it's, of course, yes. Right? <laughs> okay, I want to make a quick mention here for Laser Tag of Santa Rosa. You guys ever done Laser Tag? I haven't. No. Really, it is. It's fun. It looks like fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So for family or office get-togethers, nothing is a bigger blast than laser tag of Santa Rosa, the Bay Area's most advanced laser tag fun. Uh, here's a little trivia for you: there, fifty-seven percent of the parties that they do are for females. <laughs> really? There's a lot of women laser tag people. And
4: I heard and I heard thirty three percent are ostriches. Is that true? <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know. I just well, threw that well, out
3: there. Well I have heard that <laughs> 70, research that.
2: I have heard that seventy three point six nine percent of all statistics are wrong. Or percentages are wrong. <laughs> Including <laughs> the one I just gave you. Exactly, <laughs> that's right. Okay. Uh, check them out at laser tag of Santa Rosa. Com. Nice. Okay, so Num uh, there's one more question that came in for you. It says, uh, as a new fund investor, because this person found out about your firm from our show. Very Mm -hmm. good. Thank you very much. I understand that my investment doesn't get activated immediately.
3: Can you tell me how long it takes and why is this the case? Hmm, Good question. I might know who this investor is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, essentially, we have two accounts where our fund does. When an investor first invests with us or an existing investor adds to uh, their investment, then it sits in what's called a subscription or subscription account. It's a holding account. It's actually a non-interest-bearing account, and um, it sits there until we identify loans that we are going to fund in our fund. And when we do, that's when we activate any any funds that are in the subscription account. Okay. it gets transferred into uh, what's called the operating account. That's the account where the uh, for the first month that it's in there, it earns the preferred rate. Which is seven percent, and then the first full month after that, it gets the seven uh, percent plus fifty percent. So that's when it brings it up to close to eight. So essentially, and the reason why we do that is we don't want to dilute our current investors' yield. Okay, so, so if someone
2: comes in and says, "Hey, I like you guys. Here's five million dollars," uh, gulp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and could you
3: imagine? You know, all of a sudden we're putting we're diluting the fund by five million or whatever that dollar yeah, amount yeah, is. That's yeah. that's not fair to the current investors, and it's just better. Uh, management of uh, fund funds.
2: Okay, no, that's, that's a that's a very the uh, very fair question. By
3: the um, way, great yield.
2: Ooh. Yeah, what, what yeah. is the yield right now? Um, it is just shy of eight. Wow, so, that's yeah.
3: incredible in this environment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the average loan to value. Fifty six percent. So it's and pretty Zero. Zero, zero. Currently, we have eighty two loans of the fund. Fund size is about $28-29 uh, million. Um, we get uh, – this time of year, we're, we're getting a ton of inquiries. A lot of people actually looking to roll their IRA over from another custodian where the yield is much lower. Yeah, control. Self-directed. And, yeah, yeah, you have to go yeah. the self-directed route. By the
4: way, if you do have a self-directed, great time to call these guys. At an 8% yield, you should be dialing like right now. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: And that's, uh, that, that percentage uh, is for people who are currently taking the distributions? Because you can yeah. also uh, reinvest them.
3: Correct. So About 60% okay. of our investors take monthly distributions. So okay. they're income investors. And then the other 40% are growth investors. So what they're doing is just rolling the returns back in. Yeah. And that's boosting the yield to...
2: I, you know, I guess, I guess an easy way to kind of look at this is it's almost like a mutual fund. But instead of owning stocks or bonds, it's owning uh, real estate mortgages. Well,
4: I would right. say it's almost like having a very high-yield bond fund. Because if yeah. you look at it, most mutual fund uh, funds have a lot of uh, risk and volatility. Right here, you, your yield's 8% and you have a 56% LTV backing yeah. as an asset.
2: I mean, it's just the best of all worlds. And the, the I guess the better part is the fact that the principal doesn't fluctuate. So you buy a bond fund – Interest rates go up, the prices drop. 100%. You, you, know, you have to look in yes. the paper every day. Did I make money or lose right. money? Just strictly on the price. Good point. It's, right, it stays pretty fixed. You yeah. are yeah. a smart man, Edward Brown. Hey, six years of high school, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> I gotta
4: tell you, <laughs> yeah. it worked for you. It,
2: thank you very, <laughs> thank you very much. You know, it's funny when uh, you know my, everyone else in my class. You know, they they are getting their diploma and they you know they announce uh, you know summa cum laude or or magna cum laude. The, the dean handed me my diploma and just went. Lottie, Lottie, Lottie,
4: Lottie, Lottie. That's you got.
2: <laughs> Did you go to school in the south? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went to what's a matter, of you? Um, okay, so uh, now we were talking about this great yield and all that, but we haven't really, ta- you haven't really talked about like you know a deal of the week or, or oh what does yeah. what does Pacific Private Money do? How are so, you getting those kind of yields? Yeah,
3: so the other side of our business is making loans, obviously uh, with uh, with investors' funds. Um, so we get deals all. All day long, a lot of times from our friendly allies, uh, the conventional <laughs> lenders, conventional banks, <A-G-S>. yeah. <laughs> a- like ideas. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so, a couple deals um, this week. Uh, one is a, um, a scenario where the borrower had some financial distress. Okay. Load devu- of really, really low loan to value, sixteen percent. Can you believe that? They wow. need a hundred thousand oh, dollar loan. Wow. Their FICO scores are are mid score, but they had a Chapter Thirteen. Um, that's bankruptcy, bankruptcy, bankruptcy yeah. and uh, which she was discharged late last year. Obviously, the time frame for that—they don't qualify Chapter 13. It takes a few years before you can really get get something from well, a financial lender. And let's
2: key in with Ed on yeah. this. So, if if this person would have come to you and said, "You know, my I just got out of the bankruptcy, basically, for because he's got discharged," would you be able to do something with them? Look, or on it, it,
4: even like, with a very <laughs> lenient FHA, that would be two years. Right, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. as lenient as it's going to get. So that's not going to happen.
2: Yeah. So what they would do is they go to Pacific Private Money, they get the loan, and then after they get seasoned enough, then they come back to you, Ed Diaz, and then you can refinance them out. I just
4: want to jump in real quick because I have to say this, is that this is where this kind of lending really is such an amazing solution for people because if you look at the statistics, the majority of bankruptcies are because of health issues oh, yeah. and things and job loss. It's not yeah. because they're bad people. Exactly. Which yeah. is what the system has a tendency to want to label. Gets so away. they're in that in between gray area, and that's where you guys help.
2: <laughs> Even Donald yeah. Trump filed bankruptcy, didn't he? Or at <laughs> least one of his entities did. I think he's four or seven times Yeah. Four
4: <laughs> seven times. <laughs>
2: And and we're not a political so- show, so we're not talking about whether he's a good person or a bad person. No. That's right. are you a good witch or a bad witch?
3: <laughs> Blue pill,
2: red pill. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you know, Ed's exactly right. Um, it's transactional distress, yeah. and really, what we're doing is we're we we don't look at those borrowers as our clients necessarily because because they all come from our conventional lending peers. Oh, they're really your client. Uh, gotcha. We're we're sort of. Holding their hand through a sort of transitional period, yeah. but we always refer back to the referring source, yep. and we're we're there to solve really typically a short term problem. In this case, yeah. it's going to take a little bit longer than a year. You know, probably take sure. eighteen plus months before they can get conventional uh, qualify for conventional loan. But at that time, we're going to notify Ed or whoever sent us that uh, that client, yeah. and let them know, hey, they're ready. Uh, because, you yeah. know, private money is more expensive. Very good.
2: Hey, guys, we're going to cut to another break. When we come back, uh, Ed, you wanted to talk about a creative way to buy units instead of just looking at single-family residences. That's going to be very interesting uh-huh. to talk about. All right. Here's our third trivia question. In the standard Monopoly game, how much money do you collect for finishing second in a beauty contest? I haven't played Monopoly for a while. So anyway, that's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. And don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back.
1: For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown.
2: Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nom Fan and Ed Diaz. Here was our trivia question. In the standard Monopoly game, how much do you win, or excuse me, how much money do you collect for finishing second in a beauty contest? $100. Nope. And man, I only got $5 when I came in second. Um, I got uh, no dollars. What are you talking (laughs) about? Stop crying. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ed. We teased the audience by telling them that uh, you were going to come back and say, uh, give us, here here here's basically um, I don't want to say necessarily a question, but uh, you were going to discuss about the creative way to buy units instead of just looking at single family residences, even as a first time buyer of a primary residence. Uh, Don't Uh, Let's see. Most don't realize that banks will add 75% of gross rents to the borrower's income to qualify. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So this is like
4: one of my little ninja moves, right? (laughs) When people – typically when they're first-time homebuyers, they want to buy either a single-family residence or a condo, right? That's how their entry point is. That's psychologically how they've been trained really, I think, by real estate in general. So they come in – but Let's just say that they don't have enough income to qualify, or they have good income, but they have too much debt, or any one of those, that mix, right? Okay. That mixture of factors going on. Well, you can buy, you could still buy units. As long as you live in one unit, it's considered to be a primary residence. Okay. So that mm-hmm. puts you into still the first time home buyer. It still puts you as a primary residence owner. And what happens is that whether it's a due, a duplex, meaning two units, or a triplex, three units, or fourplex, meaning four units, you get 75% of the gross rents for the other units
2: added on to your income to qualify. So if you buy a fourplex, you live in one, and of the other three units, you take 75% of the three of units. Of the three combined th- uh, total
4: gross uh, okay. monthly
2: And I guess that gives them sort of a buffer in case there's vacancy or whatever, right? Correct. Yeah,
4: there's a 25%... Right. There's a shave of 25 percent of of vacancy. You're right. And so that is added on. So many times, believe it or not, I have a client right now that we're putting him into Oakland who can buy a duplex, but he can't buy a single family residence. Kind of counterintuitive. Interesting. But it's because there's no bank that's going to allow even if you rent rooms in a single family residence that's considered to be border income. They do not allow border income unless you are disabled and you hired help. Then and you're charging them rent. Then they, you oh, can include yeah, ordering. Interesting. So see, there's all
2: these little nuances. Well, because funny when my, not funny, but uh, when my dad passed on, uh, you know, and and he was, oh, he was so smart. He had fifteen thousand dollars of life insurance, and he borrowed ten of it. So good old mom had to uh, rent out rooms in the house. It was like the four movie with Forrest Gump. Hmm. You know. Now, fortunately, she didn't have to worry about getting a loan. You know, she already had a loan on the house, but. Right. Just thinking about that, that, you know, she had – she in order to make ends meet, she had to wow. Well, rooms. think
4: about what's going on in San Francisco right now yeah. with all the prices and the, yeah. and the mayhem that's
3: going on. You see a lot more border-income and people renting out their rooms to make it. Yeah, I'm hearing, like, somebody renting a closet for $900 a month or something. Like that.
4: <laughs> well, and now you get into Airbnb, which is a right? totally separate oh, topic, yeah. but, but people are converting closets, you're right, to rent them out, and you'd be shocked, especially, like, if it's – Fleet Week in San Francisco? Oh, yeah. I mean, some of these rooms are going for like 10 grand.
2: No. I'm crazy. not joking. Who, I mean, to, to to watch airplanes go by and to watch boats go to by? To
4: experience Fleet Week on the water in San Francisco, one of the greatest cities in the world. They, why don't they, That's what why it is. Why don't they
2: borrow a rowboat? And, of course, you know, or
4: get a projector or something, right? <laughs> and, and watch it from somewhere else. <laughs> How about watching
2: it <laughs> on TV? Yeah. That's what I mean. Well, that, oh, yeah. 10 grand. Wow. I remember when my kids went to uh, school in San Francisco we had um, seen seen the Blue Angels from we were, we were invited to the school and we could watch it from there, and in fact, our, our when Mark Honf and I started the show back in 2010, one of our uh, co-hosts, uh, Ken Winans, who is a financial advisor, was very involved with. Um, you know, NASA and, mm-hmm. and Fleet Week and that, and that sort of thing. And so w- one time we got these VIP passes to go. Nice. Yeah, it was great until the fog came in. It's a great experience. Wow. Yeah, That's Week's
4: a great fun. experience. Well, I don't know if it's $10,000 for a closet experience, yeah. but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. it is a great experience. Yeah.
2: Well, it's like, well, didn't someone pay $100,000 to see game whatever of, of the Warriors? Oh, probably. I don't know, yeah. but look at I Hamilton tickets
4: 10? too. Come on, 1500 bucks in New York. Isn't is it they like Hamilton tickets? I mean,
2: really? i i already know the answer aaron burr shot him <laughs> now i don't have to go no so no, I, I do want to see it apparently it's supposed to be uh yeah well i think up. now
4: what they're doing is that they've developed different casts for yeah. that they're going to now spread out throughout the whole country sure, different like cities Blue so, Man Group. so it'll be like a hundred bucks or something
3: now right yeah
2: that's that's more reasonable yeah i could see that um what, what else do you guys want to
3: cover Um, You know, I've got another article I can bring up, uh, U.S. Apartment Inventory. Oh, I thought it was the meaning of life or something. (laughs) Oh, well, it's taking a serious tone here. (laughs) I'm confused. (laughs) Help me. (laughs) So, uh, real estate related. Um, U.S. Apartment Inventory nearly full, highlighting supply crunch. Oh, yeah. Uh, Data company, this real page, says that um, 95% nationwide occupancy. That's... uh, Seems crazy. I mean, yeah, maybe they're I mean, you know, metro cities always outweigh all of the suburban areas. But um, it says 95 apartments in the country are occupied, according to an analysis. Um, Developers added eighty six thousand four hundred units, four hundred thirty one but the demand was $175,000.
2: Well, part of that, though, if you rent out your closet, now you're 120% <laughs> yeah, occupied. That, no- that number just
3: went down by one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah does case. that include sink rentals? <laughs> yeah, exactly. For small. If you're, small <laughs> if you're really small. For your pet, you know what I mean?
4: Yes.
3: <laughs> going off the rails here. <laughs> okay. Come on, don't
4: hate on my gerbils, man.
2: Really? <laughs> Weren't you going to ask me a trivia question about... Um, uh, Oh, yeah. What's the weight of a gerbil oh, after yeah. death? <laughs> yeah, <I'm, laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Poor gerbils. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Why the gerbil today?
2: Really? I don't know. I, I thought it was a chinchilla. It was- oh, or. Yeah, that's what you started off with.
3: Plug in whatever. You know, it was animal theme, because you mentioned ostriches earlier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I must have never... watched
4: the National Geographic you know, or something before coming The funny part
2: here. is that the <laughs> question wasn't, like, what's its birth weight? He goes, "What well, was it way at death? Yeah. <laughs> right. What well, depends. If it gets its head chopped off, and you got to reduce that. Right. You know, or if it. he lost
4: weight, right, like, 10 minutes before dying. You know, he was on a diet. Yeah, he's a wrestling... Went to the gym, mm-hmm. you know.
3: Yeah. <laughs> wrestling gerbil or something. A wrestling gerbil. <laughs> So uh, no, anyways, the the, the uh, apartment inventory is uh, high, high occupancy. That's probably leading to, you know, higher um, property values or yeah. rents in, sure. in the city. It's crazy. The old uh, supply and demand.
4: Well, I've even seen it, like in South San Francisco, where they're building all these apartments. I thought they were condos at first. So what they do, what they're doing is that they're they're building these apartments that are specced out as condos, but they're oh. renting them out because they know there's sure. going to be a switch of the guard at some ah. point at some point exactly they want all that biotech
2: yes uh, but they uh, are they getting different apns for each one i mean that's the only way that i only, don't know good because that's the only way they could do the condo and the, and the problem with that from the developer standpoint is it's not so much a square footage issue it's the extra fees mosquito tax you know weed <laughs> abatement or whatever and uh that can add many, many thousands of dollars. It's, you know, we call it junk fees. Junk fees for you a know. reason. Yeah. yeah. So does, and it doesn't matter how big or small, each, AP, each unit that has its own parcel number has to has pay to those pay junk that. fees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: You know what's going to be interesting is um, when developers start building units where they don't factor in or factor in a substantially less number of parking spaces. Just because, like Uber... The, the need to own oh. a car over time is getting less and less I'm just curious as to at what huh. point they actually build that into their plan and when they do you know they're doing the research that's kind of time, that's the time when you think okay it's kind of the tipping point of, of car ownership but very uh, interesting yeah it'd be interesting I, to especially watch that.
2: you know in san francisco versus you know other yeah. rural well not rural yeah. but... You know, like, like rural major places. metropolitan cities right yeah right because there's some places like you know they got the smart train out here which i don't know how many people are really gonna yeah, how smart is that train, Again, by the way? <laughs> uh, don't, don't, don't ask a lot of people. They have a lot of opinions. Okay, tell you what, guys. Stay with us. We're having a lot of fun. We're going to come back uh, The Best of Investing with some closing comments.
1: For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown.
2: Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nom Fan of Pacific Private Money and, and Ed Diaz of Movement Mortgage.
3: Oh, nice. <laughs> is that a crowd, or is that like air coming out of? A moment or something?
2: <laughs> it's supposed to be the crowd. I, I the think crowd. it might be both. Yes, <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Uh, so, Nom, uh, there's an event coming up for Pacific Private Money.
3: Yeah, so uh, an event for investors. We hold monthly events. Um, some are webinar, some are in person. This Month, uh, so July twenty sixth. That's a Wednesday. We have a fund information session at our office in downtown Nevada. It's fifteen fifty five Grant Avenue. Um, but give us a call so we can hold your spot. Uh, we yeah, we really are limited. Li- so- yeah, we're limited, and, and uh, it's best to call in and, and reserve a spot. Um, the number to call is four one five eight eight three two one five zero. Website is w dot money dot com. And what we'll do is it's at six o'clock, so from six to eight on Wednesday the 26th. We, we go through the fund. We go through the whole process, how, why we're in business, why we lend, and who we lend to. And then we go into details about the fund and the return, how to invest, must be accredited. Um, and then it's an opportunity to meet the, the manager of the fund, Mark Honf, mm-hmm. and ask questions. A lot of times people want to see and meet physically the company and the people who they're going to be investing with. So this is a great opportunity.
2: Uh, okay. I have one very important question about that. Is Bianca going to make her Famous food.
3: Yes, okay. always. We wouldn't have these events live if we didn't have Bianca. You just okay.
4: tripled your attendance. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, if, if you've never been to one of these, because
2: uh, you don't charge for these events, uh, Bianca is, I can't say she's the man, because she's not a man, she's a woman. She's but the woo she's man. She's the woe man, <laughs> woe man, yeah. And uh, it's her, she, her food that she makes is Phenomenal. Yes. No, I mean, she was a Man, professional what are you doing gamer. to me right now? I'm making you hungry. <laughs> really? Come on.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Edward, so, so, by the way, always shows up early. Of course. He's yeah. early <laughs> inspecting the kitchen. Th- that's right. 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 I, I've got to make sure right. that uh, everything QC. is in order. Yeah,
2: quality right. control. <laughs> quality control. That's right. Exactly. So, uh, again, what date is that? July
3: 26th. Okay. Wednesday. Wednesday at Sixth your office. 6 8 p.m., yep, downtown okay. Nevada. And,
2: and every once in a while, you'll do some uh, events too, right?
3: Yeah,
4: I do my best to at least do them quarterly. But, yeah, we're going to be doing a great uh, outside-the-box financing workshop here in August. Uh, stay tuned for the okay. date.
2: <laughs> but um, since we don't have that specific date set up, maybe people could get on your list? Yeah. Your list. Okay. Uh, email
4: me, ed.diaz with a Z at movement.com, and let me know that you want to be placed on that and for other events as well.
2: That's a that's a, a, a nice, easy email to remember, Isn't too. it? Yeah, I think so. I bet you da, made your name just like that. Just, just you and You notice your name how and I say get, it? I even yeah.
4: changed my... T- Ed, uh,
2: Diaz. Yeah.
4: <laughs> with
2: a Z. With a Z. <laughs> with a Z. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess Diaz could be with an S, but I, I would think it's yeah. with a Z. sometimes it is. Diaz, not DS.
4: Right. Not days. Buenos dias. So, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> we are talking about how you also do things in Spanish, too, do not you?
4: Yes, I do. I do uh, Spanish radio, and I do a little YouTube channel that I have as well. I do stuff in Spanish, and I'll do workshops as well. Very
2: cool. Yeah. Oscar, awesome. I don't speak good Spanish.
4: <laughs> no, I didn't say I was good.
2: Well, I said I don't. <laughs> I, uh, very, very, muy poquito.
4: Muy poco, yes. As but you day. just came back from Kabul. I did. So... I bet you your Spanish improved a tad.
2: Uh, one See? tequila, two tequila, three. Tequila, See, four. I told you. Yeah, yeah, No, actually, I'm not a big tequila person. Um, okay, guys, you know what? We're going to cut out here in just a quick minute. Uh, so we'll, let's give a little bit of uh, thoughts for the day here. This uh, is actually come from a couple of sports guys. Leo DeRocher said, "You don't save a pitcher for tomorrow. Tomorrow it may rain." I've always thought that, too. You know what? Don't – don't like you get in the playoffs and they go, oh, we're going to save that guy for – you know what? Sometimes there ain't no tomorrow. There ain't no tomorrow. There <laughs> ain't remember, no tomorrow. Remember man. how uh, uh, Mickey said that to, to Ricky? Oh, yeah. To, to Ricky. To Rocky. to Rocky? yeah. Okay. And then uh, Tommy Lasorda said, the difference between the impossible and the possible lies in a man's determination. And uh, it's funny because I, I just did my sports show, and I was talking about Leo DeRocher, and you know he's the one who said L- last, uh, "Nice guys finished last." Mm-hmm. And he was talking. Is he the
4: one who created that? Yeah,
2: yes. And he and the rest of it though is what? he was talking about Mel Ott. He pointed to him, who Mel Ott, five hundred eleven home runs, oh, mm-hmm. played that for the Mel. Giants and yeah. all that, because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, well- he was managing the Giants at the time, and they were in hmm. last place. And then he pointed to him, <laughs> the last guy, nice guys finished last. See that? He's a nice guy. <laughs>
1: On the Bay Area's Business Leader, AM 1220 KDLW.
0: This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which...